This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Ghosted by Roz Hernandez. I like to talk to people that I like about things that make me go eek. Today I'm going to be doing that with Scotty Landis and Kurt Braunohler, who you may know from the podcast Bananas here on Exactly Right. I've been on Bananas. Go back and listen to it. We had a great old time. Before we get into that, two things. First thing, I feel like I should reiterate this. Dolls that we talk about on the show, sometimes if we're like super duper talking about visual elements, I post those on the Instagram for this podcast, which is at Ghosted by Raws. I post it in the pinned stories. So you just go to the page, you'll see a little circle that says dolls and a little circle that says stuff or something like that. And that's where you can find those. So if you listen to these in the future or something, they'll be up there. You'll still be able to see them. People are constantly like, I want to see the doll. And I'm like, that's where it's there. I promise. Just click where it says dolls. The other thing, I wanted to tell you a story that I found in my email, which is ghostedbyross at gmail.com. And this one comes from Carly Ray. Carly Ray has a story from this past Mother's Day. Carly Ray writes, It was Mother's Day. We had just had dinner and drinks with my mom and came back home to have a campfire. For context, I'm 38 years old, but my mom is my landlord slash downstairs neighbor, and there is a central fire pit in our apartment complex that everyone shares, which is right in front of her apartment. Anyway, my boyfriend, brother, friend Tony, and myself were all drinking by the fire. My mom went in to go to bed a little while earlier. I glanced up as I saw movement, and I see my mom run from across her window to her front door, super fast, and hide behind the wall by the door. She puts her hand on her forehead to focus and peers out. Everyone is drunk at this point and not paying attention, but I'm staring right at my mom, wondering what the fuck is she doing? I yell, Mom, why are you acting so creepy? What are you doing? I figured she was mad at us for being loud, 
but not responding, which was weird. So I get up and walk towards the door. I don't see her anymore, and assuming she stormed off or something angry, I knock on the door. I yell, Sorry, Mom, we're loud. Nothing. She doesn't come to the door, so I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? Hello? It takes me like five knocks before she comes to the door. She's wearing pajama pants and a black shirt, totally sleeping, groggy. She opens the door. I say, Mom, why are you acting like you were sleeping? I literally just saw you looking out at us. Groggy, she says, I never came to the door. I've been sleeping. Why did you wake me up? It's then that I looked at her outfit and realized that the figure I saw was wearing all white. My mom is wearing all black. So I wandered back to the fire, honestly not believing my own eyes. I kept thinking, man, I must have had, like, way too much to drink. I was embarrassed, so I didn't tell anyone what I saw. After trying to debunk this experience all week, we have another campfire, and I explained to my mom and boyfriend what I saw, thinking I was telling them a hallucination story or something. And my boyfriend, who is not into the paranormal stuff like me, and can usually explain everything rationally, he chimes in and he says, Oh my God, I thought that was your mom. I saw her. She was wearing a white nightgown, peering out at us for a creepy amount of time. He said the reason he didn't say anything is because he just assumed it was my mom. Because I didn't say anything that night. I like screamed out loud because I was so validated. That night we ended up recreating all the conditions, lighting, clothing, etc. And there was no way we could have seen my mom peering out. Or it would have been too dark. The figure was like illuminated from within, but not glowing, just visible in the dark. Super creepy. She was looking in my eyes. Anyway, that's my story. Nothing has happened since, but the building was built in the 1860s, I believe. And my mom just said, I've lived here so long, I'm not scared of a girl in a nightgown. Which, yeah, she wasn't scary at all in retrospect. I mean, I walked right up to her thinking it was my mom. Oh my God, Carly Ray from Wisconsin. Thank you for sending that. I don't even know what to make of that. I mean, it does sound like one of my favorite things, sort of like an astral projection. Like, was it a version of your mom as she's sleeping? She's just sort of roaming around in the spiritual form. I mean, I love that idea. But it was a white nightgown, which is very 1800s ghost. So I don't know. If anything else happens, be sure to let us know, Carla Ray. All right. It's time for me to talk to Scotty Landis and Kurt Braunholer. On with the show. Oh, my God. I am joined by some of my new family members at Exactly Right. Please welcome to the show, Kurt Braunholer and Scotty Landis. Hello! Oh my gosh. Hello. Thank you for having us. So happy to be here. I am so happy to have both of you guys, and I am a fan of both of your works. I've already told Scotty how much the movie Ma means to me, which I think is just one of the most brilliant 
films. Well, I I just love it to death. Uh, I actually, the line, don't make me drink alone. I don't drink. I'm eight years sober. But every time I have a friend over and I offer a LaCroix and they don't take one, I always go, don't make me drink alone. <laughs> That's a good one. Kurt. Curdy B. Is it Curdy B and Scotty the Stallion? Is that what yes. we say? Okay. Yes. We're built very similarly to those two. Same body type, same shape, same everything. I completely forgot. That you have an appearance in Barbarian. Yes. Which is another brilliant horror film of the past few years. Also written by a hilarious person. And I'm just loving this horror renaissance comedy. Like, there's this is an exciting time for spooky and funny people. It is. Yeah. It really started, it seemed like, with like Jordan Peele, as everybody knows, with Get Out. But then everybody raced towards it. And the best part is classically, like, comedic writers were very good at writing horror. And now it feels like the only genre that we can all do to get movies made. So it's a fun time. I think it's a very similar muscle, you know, Mm. in both comedy and in horror. You're just like manipulating expectations to create like a a moment. A surprise. A surprise. Yeah. And and in comedy, it's a surprise that causes you to laugh. And in horror, it's a surprise that causes you to jump. Yeah. Right. It's involuntary. Like the reaction. Yes. If it's good, there's no hiding it. Mm hmm. When I saw Midsummer, I laughed so much, I actually apologized to the theater. I was like, I'm so sorry, but this is so funny. Like, (laughs) that my scared response is genuine laughter, not even nervous laughter. It's out of fear, though. It's not like laughing at it. No, I because I really enjoy them. I mean, it's my favorite genre to watch, but I just, um, there's something about that surprise that feels like a punchline or something. Yeah, and it's almost like, a, oh, you motherfucker. You got me. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Yeah, it's got to like that. <laughs> True. True. Well, I want to know how you guys feel about the paranormal. I'm a huge fan. You are? Okay. So, like, broadly speaking, where are you guys at when it comes to the unknown? For a person who has had no, like, uh, I've never seen a ghost or anything like that. Um, Wait, how'd you get in here? (laughs) (laughs) It's shocking because I would love to, because I do believe there is an interconnectedness between life and death that is like ever present in the world. And so I'm a candidate for it. But I think Scotty's a candidate for it as well. We're just we're just waiting. We're waiting. Like we've had spooky situations. We've had like weird, eerie things, but no actual physical ghost yet. Yet. But I say yet because we're excited and interested in it. And I believe in everything. When I was a teenager, I you know thought I knew everything and was a jerk and was like, none of that stuff's real. And then slowly over time, I just realized how much more enjoyable life is if you kind of just stay open to all of it like if somebody's like i really do believe in the Loch Ness monster i go me too that's great and i would love it if it was real i would love if bigfoot just walked out of the woods one day and into our hearts but for right now (laughs) i just say yes to everything and just hope to see aliens and any cryptids any ghosts i'm in i want to see them and when you say paranormal are we talking aliens let's talk it all Aliens, psychics, ghosts, Bigfoot, all of it. When I moved to L.A., um, many of my closest friends are women who 
would not tell me they went and saw psychics, but there's a place in Echo Park called House of Intuition that's up these really long stairs. Hell yeah. And I saw so many of my friends going up those stairs, just driving up and down <laughs> Sunset. I'd be like, oh, there she goes. Oh, there she goes. So I, I'm open to all of it. They got great candles there. Great <laughs> candles for manifesting, crystals, you name it. I mean, I'm sorry, but you move to this town it's hard to escape the crystals mm-hmm. and a psychic or two. <laughs> you got to believe in something. <laughs> yes, exactly. So do you have any kinds of stories? Maybe we could break them down and say, ooh, maybe that was a ghost or maybe that was something. When we were doing our podcast, Bananas, my New Year's resolution for the year 2022 was to see a ghost. (laughs) It was. Yes. I was like, I'm going to set out to see a ghost. So I stayed in a lot of haunted hotels. Wait, what? I visited haunted places. Yeah. Tell me the whole everywhere you went. So there's one called The Lodge in Cloudcroft, New Mexico, where there is a ghost named Rebecca. It was a prohibition bar in the on a mountaintop in the middle of New Mexico. And if you sit and drink by yourself, sometimes your glass slides across the table. And it's Rebecca, who was, I, I don't remember her full backstory, but she's like a brassy redhead that used to hang out at the bar. Maybe one of the patrons killed her, so she still haunts the halls. I went to the Cecil Hotel in downtown but LA. It, can't that be condensation? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or just so drunk. And it's on a tilt. It's slightly on a tilt. Yeah, possibly. Right. But let's say it's Rebecca. But I like I like the Rebecca story better. Yeah. But I've had that happen with my cup is a little little moist underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could it be uh, both? Could it be both? I always like that. That is always <laughs> my favorite. I went to Catholic school and I don't know. I think it was slightly liberal catholic school yes and so it's like a bunch of 14 year old boys who are like uh duh the bible's <laughs> not real you know Ooh. we had one religion class where they went through like miracles and they're like here's how the miracle actually happened on earth like the splitting of the red sea where moses like separates the red sea so they can pass safely they're like On certain low tides, if the wind was blowing in this direction, this stretch of land would become visible. And, like, they showed us how, like, but they were still like, God's doing all of this. Right. (laughs) But he's using, like, physics and stuff Uh like that. And that's what we were always just like, oh, okay. And and then we were right back in. We were right back in, like, the Bible is real. (laughs) I grew up Catholic. Uh And I'm actually obsessed with Catholic miracles, especially like in more modern times. I mean, sure, there's like the Jesus on your toast kind of thing. But like there's also been some sightings where many people have claimed at the same time they all saw someone that they think was Mary or whatever. And I think a lot of times people don't include that kind of stuff in the paranormal conversation because – it's hard because there's always going to be a group of the religious people that their mind is made up. There's no question what that is. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate because I think it is kind of paranormal, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the OG. He was the original ghost, man. I mean, zombie, really. He came back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. He did. That's right. An angel brought him into this world, kind of. And- How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah, from start to finish makes you wonder. Unless Mary's not telling us something. Mm-hmm. We drink this zombie's blood. <laughs> Smart. 
and eat this zombie body. <laughs> That's just everybody accepts it. I love that. I'm very much not Catholic anymore, but anytime I'm in a situation where I need I need a miracle to happen, I sit there and I tell Jesus, listen, I drank a lot of your blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ate a lot of your body. I didn't know. Loads ask, of your body. I didn't ask what part of your body it was. I just mm-hmm. ate it. So could you do me a solid? That's his thing. <laughs> Another thing that they would always like hammer into us in Catholic school is like the idea of transubstantiation. Where like mm. once the priest does the ritual, this bread is the body of Christ. It's actually the body of Christ. They just kept saying that over and over again. But we never talked about what part of his body it was. <laughs> yeah. Which part is this little slice of him? <laughs> How big was this guy? Yeah, exactly. This, I don't think they condensed his whole body into that loaf. I think it was a part of him. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. When you are raised very young with those beliefs, there's no question that that is what is actually happening here. Right. This bread is now Jesus. Yes. This wine, whether you're 21 or not, ma, you're allowed to drink it, mm-hmm. is his blood. And I'm I'm sitting there eight years old like, I'm drinking his blood. <laughs> <laughs> like it was never a question. So to me, that kind of like made a basis or whatever in my brain for – the paranormal, the possibility. 100%. It's true. Yeah, I went to Catholic school too. Did either of you have a priest who would dip the Eucharist in the wine before eating it? Because mine <laughs> did. Like an Oreo? Yes. He would hold like the super Eucharist and like the snap super Eucharist? pieces off. <laughs> A superist, and then he would dip it and then eat it, and like I, you know, none of nobody loves. Well, some people really love watching people eat, but I don't love watching anyone eat. And I just remember sitting there watching him just savoring it, like dipping it like a nacho <laughs> in salsa and just going for it. Well, you know what's funny? Not that long ago, out of curiosity. I went to Amazon and I wanted to see if they sell Eucharist, like if you could buy a bag of them. Oh, they do. Oh, wow. Because I was like, that wouldn't be bad with, you know, a red pepper hummus or something. Mm. <laughs> I love that for a for a cocktail party. Just have a bunch of Eucharist because it's to- it should be totally fine. It's not the body of Christ. There's nothing holy about it until it's been blessed. Yes. I don't have the powers to turn this into Jesus. Yes. I'm looking it up now. You can absolutely get them. You can get a bag of them. <gasps> oh, yes. You can get the Veg Fest Bread of Life Altar Bread Wheat Host 1,000 pieces for twenty one fifteen on Prime. <laughs> That's not bad. You could put chocolate on it. You oh, could delish. do it savory. Yes. You could. <laughs> <laughs> we did a story on bananas once about how many wafers would it actually take to make one Jesus? And the answer was like some insane number. And how many like bottles of wine is in Jesus' body? <laughs> well, to be fair, like back then, he was probably smaller, you know? Yeah, little. He's a littler man. Yeah, he's a little guy. But anyway, okay, wait, I want to go back to, you said Cecil Hotel, Scotty. Yes. You went to the infamous downtown Los Angeles 
Cecil Hotel. Yes. You actually stayed there. I didn't end up staying. We, I was working on a show and we were going to try to evoke a demon there. What show was this? It was called Bad Ideas. It was on Quibi. Now it's on Roku. Okay. We were going to do the inherent worst idea you can do wherever you travel. And so we brought in a witch and we went to Cecil Hotel. We went to some of the rooms where people had jumped out of the windows. Oh my God. It's a super creepy place for anybody who's never been and- I mean, I know a lot of people have seen the video of the poor girl that kind of like lost herself and then drowned in the water tower. We had a custodian take us up to the higher floors and he took us to some of the most haunted rooms and there were people still like wandering those hallways. Certain unhoused people would sneak in there. Then some of it was sort of an Airbnb rental situation. Wow. And then some of it was full-time cheap affordable housing. And then there was like an empty block of maybe eight floors in the middle. So the whole building feels weird just with the presence of people. There's an eight-floor block of emptiness? Yes. What? It was six or eight floors right in the middle. So like the first two you can like rent if you're like from out of town, which is what happened to the young woman who was so scared in the elevator. And there's like affordable housing rental by the week or whatever on maybe the top few floors, something like that. And then in between, there's a bunch of abandoned floors. Terrifying. Oh my God. That's so creepy. Some floors had uh, shared bathrooms. So you would go out and use like kind of a public bathroom, but some had showers over carpeted floors with a drain in the middle, which is very strange, which would make me jump out of a window maybe. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. There was a carpeted floor like in the shower? In the room. There was a shower head and a drain, and it was fully carpeted floor. Oh, God. Very weird stuff. So we were like, yes, let's do it. And then they caught wind of what we were going to do, and they wouldn't let it do it because they're doing like a rehab on it. So they're going to try to turn it into a new hotel with a new name called like Living Spaces or something. <laughs> Living Spaces. <laughs> Are you joking? Is that the real name? It's something close to that. We could look it up, but it really is going to be called like Cool Life. <laughs> so... I asked this custodian who was probably like 60, serious guy, nice guy, like let us in wherever we wanted to go. And I saw a guy walk down the end of the hall. And I was like, do people stay on this floor? He's like, they come to use the bathrooms on different floors or whatever. So I said, do you ever see ghosts or anything weird in this building? Do you ever see demons, ghosts? And he looked at me, he goes, every day. And I go, you see ghosts here every day? He goes, Every day I see something. What? And so we were like, we have to shoot here. And then, yeah, they found out that we were going to try to evoke a demon. And they were like, no, we're trying to change the rep. Wow. I've only been in it one time. I kind of snuck in with my friend. And we just, like, got on the elevator and, like, went up and started walking around. I mean, it's creepy. But also, my dear friend, who is an exorcist, mm. R.H. Davis, she's been on this podcast a few times. She has a book called Sister of Darkness, and she talks about in the book how she believes that the worst kind of energy is like sort of in that area of downtown L.A. Yeah. And that um, building is like the eye of the storm, which to me kind of seems legit because so much bad stuff has happened in that one building. Yes. You know, they put in new restaurants and stuff all around that. But even when you're in those places, it feels weird down there. It's a strange part of the city. Oh, I used to do all kinds of just different gigs in downtown L.A. Sometimes these venues would have like basement dressing rooms and mm -hmm. like ugh, just like going down there and it's like where I level with graves right now is what I always think anytime I'm in a basement. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Also like what kind of secrets are down here? Like 
who knows? They're old buildings. They're like over 100 years old, some of those buildings. And so it's very creepy and eerie down there. Cut to people in Europe. They're like 100 years old. <laughs> aww, aww. Okay, so you didn't stay there, but is there other places that you stayed? Roosevelt Hotel. Um, oh, yes. Classic. The Marshall Inn in Georgia. I went like, to as many as I could like get to in that calendar year. And didn't see anything, but Kurt and I, one of our best friends, got married at the Stanley Inn in Estes Park, Colorado, which, you know, is iconically haunted. The inspiration for The Shining. That's right. And so the most haunted room is 217. When we got checked in, I was dating a woman at the time, and she's, like, very scared of that stuff. And she said, what room was it in? And we were in 219. So we were directly next door to that room, but I didn't want to tell her. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I think it's on the third floor. And then they have a channel that plays The Shining 24 hours a day without commercials nonstop. And so she turned it on and saw immediately that it was 2017. She's like, you asshole. And so we switch wings. So I've never seen a ghost. But the only time I've ever had something that was very strange was the wedding's happening. It's a great reception in the hotel. Kurt was wearing a kilt. Okay. And so the whole time you're there, even when there's a wedding going on, I guess they probably stopped around then, but they give ghost tours. They give haunted tours of that hotel to tourists probably every hour or two all day long. So we all kind of knew it was haunted or whatever. But in the main lobby, if you want to go to use the restrooms, you have to go down this huge staircase that goes down in the middle and then up on the sides. I was walking down the stairs mid-reception, was not loaded, you know, wasn't drunk or anything. And when I was walking down the stairs, I just heard a voice so simply go, hey. And I turned and I was standing in the middle of the staircase by myself. And I just smiled. I was so happy. It was like the only time I've ever had a brush. But it was just like if I walked up behind you on an elevator and just went, hey. Like it was that close. I thought it was one of our friends just being like, hey, Scotty, where are you headed? It was so casual. And I looked around and there was nobody coming up, down, nobody in the lobby. And I just went down to the bathroom and I was like, I think that was it. I think that was what that feels like. It was great. So that's when I started to really be like, I kind of believe in everything. It was very strange. Damn. Very casual, though. Like, hey. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hey. <laughs> but I didn't respond, but I was happy. I was like, oh, this is this. But after that happens, you have to sleep in that building. That doesn't affect your ability to sleep there. So that night, uh, we pass out. And in the middle of the night, I hear, like, men yelling. And I'm already kind of a little wired because of that experience. And so I go over and look out the window. I thought it was like a bunch of the wedding people hanging by the pool, you know, keep drinking or doing drugs or whatever. (laughs) Nobody's out there. It's just pitch black. I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. This place is haunted. There's like screaming happening outside of this hotel or in this hotel. (laughs) So I'm the first up in the morning. I go down. I get a Bloody Mary. I'm sitting there. I'm talking to the bartender. And a comedian comes in, sits down. I was like, did you hear yelling all night in the hotel? No. And the bartender (laughs) goes, what did it sound like? And I was like, well, it sounded kind of like, ah. And he goes, oh, yeah, those are the elk. The elk are rutting. When the male elks come, basically, they go, Oh, my God. (laughs) We're cutting that part out of this. We're we're not keeping that part. (laughs) 
fine with me. <laughs> it is a crazy noise. It is a crazy noise. Because the very next day, Scotty left, and we all took mushrooms and went into this national park and like hiked up to this like alpine lake. Mm-hmm. And as we were coming back down, we knew it was like elk rutting season. And you have to be like uh, careful because when they're like mating, they get aggressive. Mm. And then we come down and like we're all tripping. And then it's just two elk. <laughs> In the middle of like a a big field, and we're like maybe 35 feet away from them. And they're such big animals. Huge. We were talking about this recently, and I said one of them was 16 feet tall. And it's not 16 feet tall. Probably not that tall. But it's like nine feet tall. Do you know what I mean? With the antlers. Oh, my God. And they are just like... Like, it sounds like screaming. It's so crazy. Yeah. Were they getting freaky deaky? That's right. They don't have to be necessarily (laughs) orgasming. They make it also to, like, attract each other. So that one was just making it. Oh, my God. So then the lady elks are like, oh, my God, his yell is so hot. (laughs) (laughs) It was weird to hear. I do think something said hello to me. Or, hey, it was very strange. I'm buying it. I mean, if you look Uh, around, there's no one there. Mm-hmm. So I'm into ghost hunting, and a really cool thing has come out of there in the world of ghost hunting. A lot of techniques have been around for forever, and then like sometimes there's new ones. Nowadays, it's like what could even be real because of the way that everyone can reproduce things on their phone and everything seems so fake and whatever. But there was this technique that was developed there by these three ghost hunters, Connor J. Randall, Michelle Tate, and Carl Pfeiffer. Shout out. Shout out. They figured out this way. It's called the Estes method. Okay. There's a device called a spirit box that basically scans radio frequencies. And, you know, so people will ask a question like, what's your name? And then you'll hear like, it It depends on what kind of speed you want to put it at. But it'll be like, Sarah, because it'll kind of pick up from a radio station or whatever. So whatever could easily be debunked. But what they decided to do, one person plugs that in to noise-canceling headphones and blindfolds themselves, like sensory deprivation. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then another person will be like, what's your name? And then they just say what they hear out loud. They'll be like, Sarah, like whatever. So they'll start saying things. And sometimes people will do this, and they have like full-on conversations between each other. I've done it a few times. I think it's legit. Every time I've done it before, I'm like, this seems real. I don't know how else to describe it. Hmm. What does the spirit box do? It just like scans. It's basically like if you're just like changing dials like real quick on like a radio. Uh-huh. And so sometimes you'll hear something like Coca-Cola from like a commercial <laughs> or something or like you'll just like hear things. But when it lines up. You know, I've done it before where you're like, what's your name? And then it's like, Sarah. And then it's like, how'd you die? And then all of a sudden it'll be like, I fell. It's very strange. Oh, interesting. I like that. It's cool. But it all came out of there from them doing investigations at that hotel. It's a beautiful hotel. What's fascinating is like the guy who created the hotel, he was an inventor and he was famous for something called the Stanley Steamer. Wait, that was Stanley Steam? Yeah. The Stanley Steamer gets a carpet cleaner? No. So they took that name. 
came later. But the original Stanley Steamer was a competitor with the Model T Ford, the combustion engine. So instead of a combustion engine, it actually was a steam engine driven car. Um, And so they have one in the lobby where you can like look at it and it's just like, oh, this could have been the way that we went forward. Oh, But nope, nothing happened with it. Just died there. And now the ghost of it lurks around the lobby. (laughs) Okay, other stories, anybody? I have a place near where I grew up in New Jersey that's legendary, very haunted road. (gasps) The name of it is Essex Road in Tinton Falls, New Jersey, but everybody called it Albino Road. And it was just like out on the edge of town, past some soccer fields, near the printing press for the Asbury Park Press, where they like printed the newspaper for that area. And it was just a very creepy feeling road. You could go down that road at like noon on a hot summer day, and there was just something creepy about it. But what you actually would do was go down it at night. And when you drive onto it, there was a route that you would take. And this is just like, a it's a road that like kind of curves. It's always curving. And it goes through some like wetlands area. There's no reason for the road. It doesn't really connect any two things. Just like a one way, one lane kind of a thing? It's two lanes. You can go both ways. But like the correct way to like get freaked out right. was to drive it this way. Because you would enter. And then the whole story was these teenagers had been killed on the road. And their and their, <laughs> and the police outlines of their bodies, no matter how many times they get painted over, would reappear. Cool. At like midnight or something, and so on the ground <laughs> was was like multiple body outlines, but they were, d- <laughs> but they were done hastily by children who didn't want to get hit by cars (laughs) so they were like always done like just a little bit wide they didn't want to get like spray paint on somebody's shirt or something so it was these outlines that were like people like very bloated alien like people (laughs) and then i remember they get painted over somebody would always put them back which i really appreciated the last time i saw it which was still you know i don't know how many decades ago Someone had added a dog. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> hey, you never know. Which I thought was just like, what a beautiful touch. Like the police would put an outline around the dog. <laughs> it was a meme or it was like an, an idea, like it was a viral idea pre-internet. Totally. So like what people had been doing since the 70s, I believe, there would be a line on the ground that said, start here, turn lights off. Oh, fun. And it was all spray painted in. And so you're supposed to go at midnight and, and stop at that line and then turn your lights off and then drive the whole length of the road with your lights off. The final moment was that you were supposed to drive up towards this, like, what looked like an abandoned house sure. in the middle of the woods. But it actually had people living in it. And they were just an older couple who just wanted to be left alone so that they would, like, chase people who like drove up their driveway because it just happened every other night so obviously the more they chase people the more stories you know all that sort of stuff but none of them all like kind of made sense together 
That's a really good one because the fact that people can keep the fact there's interaction with it makes it so yes. much more interesting because the, they can paint it black or they can put asphalt over it or whatever. And then, you know, somebody or multiple somebody's are going to be like, we're going to go paint those bodies again. It's fun that it's like living history. Yeah, it's a tradition. Yes. I love that. The collectiveness of it is so beautiful, I think. There's a philosophy that I'm really obsessed with in the paranormal where a lot of times these places, because, yeah, like all towns have these urban legendy kind of things. And there's this idea that has a couple of different names, like one of them being thought form, where if enough people are putting this energy into this thing being real, mm-hmm. it can manifest. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, there yeah. have been some experiments where no one died in this location, but they manifested a ghost in this location kind of thing. I don't know. It's some kind of far out there stuff, but I think it could be real. I mean, it's no more out there than The Secret, the 20 million oh, totally. copies sold book in the United States. Totally. It's it's all wrapped up in the same thing, which I think in some ways it can be like prayer. Like it's all connected. It's all the same. Yeah. I like what you're talking about. That's a cool idea that like if we all believe in something enough and we all and we just repeat the story enough that that thing can manifest itself is great. That's awesome. Yeah. It's like some comedians that aren't funny, but enough people said they are that now they just like are famous. And that happens. That happens. (laughs) Have you ever talked about Vardigers on this podcast? You know, I read about those I don't know, a few months ago. And then I keep thinking about my childhood and if I ever experienced it. And I kind of feel like once you tell it to people, it sort of sticks with them. It's like a Norwegian ghost or spirit that's not evil, but basically it is the kind of thing that if if you're sitting at home and your partner walks in the door and you kind of see them out of the corner of your eye, go to their room and you hear them put down their keys or like close the door, all the things they sort of do, you can smell them. And then your actual partner walks in two minutes later and does the exact same thing. In Norwegian culture, that's called a vardiger. And they feel like it's an energy or a spirit that leads a normal person's energy as sort of like kind of like a guardian angel but it doesn't really do anything it just is kind of tricky oh i love that idea and the more i think about it there was two years where i lived at my grandmother's farm when i was a kid i was probably eight nine ten that range and it was a real farm and had garden and all that stuff the more i keep thinking about it there were so many times where i would like hear the screen door slap shut hear somebody walk through the house hear something happen in the kitchen and then like kind of go to find either one of my parents or my grandmother and they would all be all working out in the garden or sitting on the deck or whatever and then i'd go back and do what i was doing and then my grandmother would come in and do the exact same actions in that sequence this is the only thing that i've ever heard that i was instantly like wait that feels like something they consider it a reverse deja vu like it's something that happens to you that leads to you feeling like something else is about to happen i love that idea also in the fact that like if we assume like ghosts or whatever people not of this plane are freed from the bounds of experiencing time in the same way that we experience time like preceding something yes makes just as much sense as like coming after you know and like repeating totally the pre-repeating for them makes as much sense well it's sounds kind of like a doppelganger, mm-hmm. you know, which is like a ghost that is basically doing some Saturday Night Live impression <laughs> of somebody else. Right. They got the prosthetics. They look just like whoever. Yeah. But another thing that it kind of sounds like is astral projection. Mm-hmm. 
And I love those stories, too, where it seems like your spiritual body can leave your physical body. Mm -hmm. And I've heard very similar stories to what you've described with that kind of being maybe the theory. Um, I had an experience like this that I've told on the show before where I was taking a nap and my now ex, but at the time we were together, he came up to me and was like, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you want anything? And I was sleeping and I was like, no, like what? I'm sleeping. And then a couple minutes later, he did it again, mm-hmm. standing in the same area, whatever, same exact words, cadence, everything. And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, God. I was like, I said no. You know, I was probably like, like that. <laughs> uh-huh. And then as soon as I had woken up, he comes back from the store. I was like, why did you, did you do that twice? He was like, no, I only did it once. He goes, but I did, I thought about doing it, but I didn't want to wake you up. That's it. Wow. I'm like, I wonder if it was that thought somehow in my dream state got intertwined. I I don't know. That's it. And that's what it is. Like with doppelgangers, they're sort of evil and they kind of want to replace you and like work you out and like, you know, do horrible things. But with these things, it's all about like premonition. Like when you, when you have that feeling of dread or like something's going to happen and something happens, this is just the location and the actions of something that you're extremely familiar with or a person you're familiar with kind of comes in the door first. Like they just are walking two minutes ahead of you doing all this stuff. And the example you gave is the perfect example when you start to think about times in your life where you're like, did that person just get on the elevator and then then get on the elevator again? Like it is a really weird thing, mm-hmm. especially because it's somebody you know. It, it seems to be only amongst people that know the routines of other people. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of like final destination, uh, like premonition, like seeing something happen before it happens. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about that lady that was in the news yesterday that said that the person on the plane was imaginary and not real and then got off the flight. Oh, yeah. What was that? I think it was probably a mental health crisis, but she also seemed kind of drunk at the same time. But yes, she walks this plane, says, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. I don't care what any of you say. That person is not real and is like pointing at somebody in the back and is like saying they're not real and she gets off. I would have followed her so quickly. Roz, we needed you. I would have said, Where are we going? I'm out of here. <laughs> There's a Chili's in Terminal 2. Yes, that's exactly right. We're going to Chili's 2. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're getting some uh, razzmatazz daiquiris. <laughs> exactly. And I got some a bag of Eucharist in my carry on. Let's get some queso and let's party. <laughs> But if that plane had crashed, then you're talking Final Destination. Like, the fact, I'm so glad it did it and that everybody was safe, but if that plane had gone down after that woman did that, what, that would have, people would have been talking about that forever, not for 72 hours. She'd be on this podcast so quickly. I'd pay whatever (laughs) appearance fee it took. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my God. Hey, you guys want to see a haunted doll? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, it's time for a segment I like to call... The dolls are living. (laughs) Okay, so here's what I do. I go to places like ebay.com, and I find dolls that people post and they claim are haunted. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they come with their own little backstories. The one we've got for you today 
She is a discount diva. She is only going for $5 currently or best offer. Let's get that number up. I'm not even kidding you. Just yesterday I was looking at these. I saw one for $15,000. When I see $5, that to me says, just get this doll out of my house. It is haunted. Yes. <laughs> Jiha, could you throw up the picture? Here she is. Celine. Well, she's bigger than she's bigger than cards. We know that. She's bigger than cards. <laughs> she's next to a deck of cards, just so people know her height. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yep. Uh, this is Selene right here. She has got gorgeous hair for these dolls. Gorgeous. Some ringlets, an updo, mm. hat matching the dress. How are we feeling about her so far? I'll tell you a bit about her. Honestly, not looking haunted to me, right, Scotty? That seems no. like a, a relatively, uh, I don't I don't want to say good-looking doll. Don't say it. I mean, she's, <laughs> she is beautiful. That's a beautiful doll. <laughs> she seems like more of a woman doll. You know, sometimes they're like little baby girls or something, but she's, she seems very mature. And... Seems like a Westworld-style doll. That's what yes. it seems like. Okay, well, here's what it says about her. Now, keep in mind, this is what we're going to hear about is the ghost inside of her. It has nothing to do with what the actual doll looks like. So it says, Celine is a sweet spirit. I believe this is a fairy spirit, but she seems to like humans to the point of wishing that she was a human. Mm. She loves silly TikTok songs and loves watching trashy daytime television. (laughs) She thinks it's funny. She doesn't have any active powers, but she will respond using a pendulum or cat toys. I don't know too much about her past. She says that she was a witness to the JFK assassination and that she has been stopping by Burning Man since it started in 1986. I think she was a fairy for a long time before she died. She said that this is not her first vessel Mm. and that it took her a long time before she found this one that she now is in and she likes it. If you're looking for an entertaining, spirited friend, Celine is a good fit for anyone. First question. Do you ship a haunted doll the way you ship a normal doll? Mm. Is it just in a box? Or is it like when they ship like pet reptiles? Yes. A friend of mine was telling me he got a snake, which is my worst nightmare. But I was like, how did you get that? He's like, oh, I like ordered it and they shipped it. And I opened up the box and there's a snake inside. (laughs) (laughs) They do that with um, baby chickens, too. So I wonder if they do the same thing, like living creature inside. (laughs) Yeah, you want them to, like, have a chain wrapped around it or, like, a Bible on it. You want this to – I mean, I know Celine is very nice and likes to burn in the desert. So, you know, open to experimentation. But I think you would want the presentation to be a little coffin or just something creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like, I always say this is all about marketing, and Mm -hmm. I think that that would be a great touch because – The thing is, most of the people that sell these on eBay, this is like their business. You go to their profile, there's like 50 different ones they've got for sale, all with their own biography. And they're all haunted. Oh, yeah. That's great. It also always says, we cannot legally sell intangible objects. 
this is for entertainment purposes or whatever. Oh. eBay makes them say something that's like, uh-huh. just so you know, we can't actually sell you a ghost. That's not possible. But <laughs> we're selling you a doll. But we're telling you it is. There is a ghost. It's totally a ghost. Yeah. Well, I think mm, the hand sticking out it is sort of creepy. The right hand is the creepiest part of this doll to me because it does look like it's just about to do this to you. Mm-hmm. I also like that you can find out a little bit about what the owner's up to and what they're watching on TV and listening yeah. to. They're watching trash TV and looking at TikToks. No, she is. (laughs) Absolutely. Sorry. It's her. Uh, She's probably a big Steve Harvey fan Mm. or or Kelly Clarkson or whoever is on. She loves the feud. Yeah, I think this doll isn't haunted, but if it was looking at me in the room, I would turn it away from me. Oh, absolutely. I also like how that description has almost like too revealing. Like I expected the next line to be like, and sometimes she loves to force you to smoke menthol cigarettes while she watches. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, let's do another thing here. Please. Can I play you some ghost voices? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's time for EVPs or EV please. Have you guys ever heard of an EVP? No. Yes. Do you know what it stands for? No. Electronic voice phenomenal. Yeah. Mm. So basically, it's anytime somebody has captured what they believe to be is a ghost speaking. So if you would have been able to record that ghost saying, hey, we could have made it onto the segment. Damn. But what I do is I go to TikTok. I go to YouTube. I find people's EVPs. And I'm going to play it for you. I want you to tell me what you hear. And then I'll give you some options with the correct answer being what they believe the ghost is saying. I love this. Okay. This first one is from Coles Paranormal. Coles, like (laughs) K-O-H-L? My favorite section. They bought this ghost voice with Coles Cash. This is C-U-L-Z Paranormal on, I believe, YouTube. Makes just as much sense. This was at a place called the Bonnie Bray Tavern in Denver, Colorado. That's a weird place. You been? Yeah, we did go. The Kurt, that's where you and I got the IVs and then got lunch was in Bonnie Bray. Yep. Which was a racist town. Yeah. Wait, what? Remember, we looked up the history of that town, and it was a sundown town or whatever. Originally. Mm. Yes. Now it's very lovely and charming. But we were like, this is creepy and weird. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, we've been there recently. I've heard that about Glendale. Glendale was a sundown town. True. Glendale apologized for it in like 2019. They officially were like, this was horrible. Which is crazy. I don't think Bonnie Bray's ever issued an apology. Mm-mm, no, she has not. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm waiting by the phone every day. Well, maybe maybe that's what this EVP is. Okay. All right. All right. What is this ghost voice saying? Can you hear it? Okay. One more time. One more time. Okay. I were sniffed. Irish spirit. Irish, Irish spring. Irish spring. (laughs) I was here. Oh, I was here. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Here's some options. Is it A, I'm a bear. Maybe it was a member (laughs) of the gay subculture known as bears. Love that. Is it B, I was there. Ooh, close to the one you said. Is it C, 
that was then. Or D, don't make me drink alone. Ooh. Don't make me drink alone. It is a tavern. I was there. I was there? Yeah. That is what they believe it says. Now let me play it again. Yeah. That's a pretty good one. That's real. I like that one. Now here's one more. This one is from Ethan underscore encounters on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) And Tinder. Yes. (laughs) And uh, this is at a place called the Granger House, which Mm. just sounds haunted, in Marion, Iowa. What is it saying? Okay, wait a second. There's a lot more, like, business going on in the background in this one, but let's tune in and listen. Mm, that's a hard one. Roz, may we please have it one more time? Totally. MMA. MMA, yeah. MMA, huge into MMA. Yeah. MMA. No, he was saying UFC. Let's see if it's MMA or UFC. Let's listen to one more time. Okay. (laughs) MME. Or MVP. MVP. Yeah, I'll go with MVP. I will go with every day. Every day. Well, neither of those is what they thought. Is it A, I have to pee? (laughs) B, untie me? Ooh, maybe it was some freaky stuff. Is it C, I'm happy. Or D, I have tea. Like maybe they, they got some tea. They got the gossip. They said, mm, I got tea. Stick around for this ghost hunt. I'll tell you more. <laughs> I'm going to say untie me. Ooh, untie me is so creepy. I'll go I'm happy. But both of those, I could hear both of those, sure. And the words of Pharrell, I'm happy, is the correct answer. Wow. I'm, I'm happy. Oh, now I hear it. No, that was Scotty. Oh, that was you, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I am you happy. You kind of did it perfectly. Okay, one last thing. I'm just going to throw out some unexplained paranormal phenomena. Mm. And I want you to tell me if you believe in it, if you got some kind of, if it maybe it'll inspire an anecdote or I don't know, just anything. What do you guys think of, okay, growing up Catholic, demons? Has that stuck around for you, the idea of like, demons, something that you can get possessed by, or, you know, that kind of idea? No. Not for me. Scotty? I I would say, in the world of all these paranormal things, that's low in my believability list just because I can imagine people as storytellers inventing a thing to scare you. It feels so scary that I almost don't believe it. I also think, if you exist on a different plane, why do you give a shit? Do you know what I mean? Like why <laughs> Like why do you have such emotion that that's what you're going to that's what you're going to do? Like I don't think so. Yeah, maybe it's boring wherever they are and they just want to stir some shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they can stir shit up in so many fun and interesting ways. I don't know, maybe. Right. Get yeah, get on YouTube and start commenting on videos. Do something healthy <laughs> with your energy. Yes, exactly. Those are all demons. Okay, what about um, synchronicities? Yes. When little things happen, do you, do you 
put that kind of thought into it and go, that was something. Yeah, 100%. Big time into that. That sort of coincidence that just can't be a coincidence. And I don't care if somebody explains the math or whatever. There have been things that have happened to me that it, the craziest one was I was living in New York at the time and I was killing time. So I went to get lunch. I was by myself and I had a thought about somebody I hadn't seen in maybe eight years nine years mm -hmm. and i started laughing about a story because we used to we went to high school together and we would work on these projects and she told me she had a hamster named brownie hamsterdam and for some reason that came back into my mind and i was laughing and then i zigzagged back down to this meeting that i had to go to maybe 10 15 blocks and i was just going whichever way the walk sign was so you know if it was the walk mm -hmm. thing i would take that cross and I was cutting across a city avenue about half an hour later, and out from a taxi stepped that girl and went, Scotty Landis? And I go, I was just thinking about you 20 minutes ago. And she goes, you were? And it was the same person. And I haven't seen her since. But it was the craziest coincidence of my entire life, and it felt impossible. She didn't live there. She was visiting somebody, wow. and I was leaving lunch and zigzagged into that person after thinking of them for the first time in... I mean, years, this wasn't somebody I had a relationship. This was a yeah. casual friend that came to mind, then I saw them. That's cool. It was so cool. Again, time is an illusion, right? Mm -hmm. It was the spirit of Brownie Hamster's Tim. <laughs> That's good enough. It was a pre-memory of your meeting, yeah. I had a thing like that happen one time. I forget if I've told this story before, but it's one time a couple years ago, you know, like Chick-fil-A, we were real passionate about it for a minute. And then I'm just like, I feel like I didn't hear much about it. And I was like, are they still like anti-gay? I didn't really know. This, I, this is probably five, six years ago or something. And I was on a layover in, I don't even remember, Atlanta, let's say. And there was a, a Chick-fil-A. And I was like, you know, no one will see me. I'm just going to go in there. Like, I won't see anyone. Who cares? Like, I'll just go. I just want to try it. I walk in, and then all of a sudden, I see someone I know from L.A. instantly intercepted me <laughs> as I was going in. And they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, just, you know, I'm walking Protesting. around looking, looking for a charger, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. That's the same thing. And it's so weird when it happens because it's like you knew it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I believe in synchronicity. What about, have you guys been to psychics? No, I don't think I ever have. I went to a, a pet psychic once as a joke uh, for a podcast. Stop. Yeah. Did it seem at, at all accurate? No. <laughs> I've had my tarot cards read many times by uh -huh. both friends and then, I guess, people that do it a little more seriously. That was all. I think that's really enjoyable. Oh, totally. I like the reading stuff because it's like up for interpretation. It's very much yes. like the I Ching. I do... I do the I Ching a lot. I'm looking at my ones right now, and I find it very helpful and nice, just because I think it's a gives you a, a different perspective on the moment you are in. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Honey, just like my career, I'll entertain it all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, last thing, time mm -hmm. travel. Do you think it's possible? It's definitely possible. It kind of goes along with the thing that you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I mean, like, it's theoretically possible in physics as well. So, yeah, no, time travel 100%. I don't know if reverse time travel is possible, but for us as human beings, 
Um, but I think probably other beings could do it. Mm. But future time travels, yeah. I'm in. People have also told me that all the aerial phenomenon we're seeing now, these new UFOs, could potentially be us in the future coming back to inspire us to move faster into the future. When to save the planet, a lot of times people say. I hope they do it. Which is comforting that we made it or somebody made it. But yes, I believe in time travel. Why not? It would It would be great. Yeah. It would be crazy. Yeah. Well, you guys, that was it. We nailed it. Mm-mm-mm. Tell people about your podcast, Bananas. Bananas is a strange news podcast that Kurt and I host. We have wonderful guests, including Roz. And it's a storytelling show with really awesome people. We've had Charlize Theron and we've had Phoebe Bridgers. But our best episodes are with our friends and funny people in our lives. Take a listen, Bananas. Well, that's it. That's all. Bye. Thank you so much to Kurt and Scotty. Be sure to listen to Bananas everywhere you get your podcasts. Guys, I love you so, so much. I really appreciate all the love you've been showing me. Please follow the Instagram, and I will talk to you next week. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! This has been an Exactly Right production. Want to share your paranormal experience on the podcast? I read stories out loud, and sometimes I'll even call you. So email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. You can send a DM or voice message to the show's Instagram at ghostedbyroz. Give us a follow while you're there. And follow me, Roz, on Instagram at Roz Hernandez and on TikTok and Twitter at It's Roz Hernandez. My senior producer is the startling Jiha Lee. Associate producer is the alarming Alex Chi. This episode was mixed and sound designed by the eerie Edson Choi. My guest booker is the petrifying Patrick Kottner. Additional production support from the hair-raising Hannah Kyle Crichton. My theme music is by the spine-chilling Brendan Lynch-Salomon. Artwork by the spooky Vanessa Lilac. Photography by the terrifying Elizabeth Karen. Executive produced by the chilling Karen Kilgariff, the spooky Georgia Hardstark, and the frightening Danielle Kramer. Follow Ghosted by Roz Hernandez on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit ExactlyRightStore.com to purchase Ghosted by Roz Hernandez merch.